The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome. Excited for tonight's show. Hope you're having an inspired day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You can connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can like me on Facebook and at Inspired to Health. And follow me on Twitter at Inspire to Health. That's with the number two. And it's just Inspire to Health. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine. That's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E dot Giordano. G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. And if you'd like to check out my website, it is inspiredtohealth.net. So, Louis is a little hyper right now, so hopefully he'll calm down during the show. But um, on tonight's episode, we're deep diving into the importance of, uh, oh, thank you, Louis, of speaking our truth and using our voice uh, and how it connects to down there or our womb area. Our guest today is Susan Jacobs from Blue Zone Consulting. You can connect with Susan. Her website is bluezonconsulting.com, and that is spelled B-L-U-E-Z-A-N consulting.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Susan J. Writes. Like her on Facebook at Susan Jacobs. And her last name is spelled J-A-C-O-B-S. And on LinkedIn, you can connect with her at Susan Jacobs, the number seven. So that's Susan Jacobs seven. So last week, we talked a bit about alchemy. And so kind of in a simplified definition of alchemy is a transformation of ordinary into the extraordinary. Um, It's kind of being able to transmute grief into joy, pain into bliss, fear to love, shame to esteem, and anger to peace. So Susan, and it's great to to be able to have her on the show today, was able to transform, transform her hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease into healing. She was able to heal those very serious diseases. And as a writer, producer, and strategist, She's very passionate and focused on giving voice to things that matter. So, hello, Susan. Hello. So excited. So excited to have you on. How's your day going? My day is going great, except I ran expecting to springboard off of my rebounder, and instead I kicked my big toe into the leg and (laughs) completely jammed my big toe up. 
A lesson in being <laughs> present. <laughs> or that <not>. must have. <laughs> well, I hope your big toe feels better soon. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, we're going to focus on the womb happy hour, talking about. Um, speaking our truth, the importance of that. And I think, you know, let me just pick up Louie for a second because he is just hyperama. Um, you were able about to... about hyperthyroid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you were able to, to heal your hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease. And I think so many women and men out there, um, maybe they're not that familiar with what kind of disease that is. So can you just explain it at a, at a high level? Yeah, the the, um, the the basic definition, I would say, is uh, the thyroid is, I consider it a very pesky little gland. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little gland, an endo, endocrine, endocrine gland located um, just above your collarbone at the front of your neck. And it's a butterfly, it's butterfly shape and it basically controls your metabolism and... Um, affects every, virtually every organ in your body. Um, it regulates your hormones, it controls, and your and metabolism. And um, when it goes amok, it can go either hypo or hyper, and then there's all sorts of other stuff, nodules and stuff like that. For me, I landed at hyper, which basically means, meant that my system was in complete overdrive. It was, it was like... Um, being on speed while Iveen espresso. <laughs> it was it was not it was not good. And um, it's often the the problem. Thyroidism is, is is tough. When you're hypothyroid, it's often dis, misdiagnosed as depressed or um, uh, basically like depressed or um, what do you call it? Chronic fatigue syndrome stuff like that because the symptoms are very sluggish. You gain weight, all that kind of stuff. For hyper it's often misdiagnosed as stressed. And I, when I was first diagnosed, I was running, my, my dad died, I opened a PR agency, and I got married, got together with my ex-husband. So all that was going on at the same time, so I just thought I was stressed. And then I had a routine blood check, and they said, you have hyperthyroid. And I said, what? I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know yeah. what thyroid was. Anyway, so, so that's the basics. And then Graves' disease... Um, Impacts. It's a it's a component of um, hyperthyroidism, and it affects your eyes. So people may have seen the bug-eyed Barbara Bush had Graves' disease. So it looks like your eyes are popping out of your socket. It really sucks. <laughs> My symptoms were not. I didn't have them bulging out like that, um, but I had double vision. I had to wear glasses that had prisms on them. Um, uh, I did have. If you looked at me, you would see that something was wrong, but maybe not know exactly. Um, so it really, all around, it really was not fun. Yeah. And so, you know, just even um, a lot of the medical stuff you see on social media and all that stuff, uh, it seems like many more women, and I think even statistics, medical research, a lot of women are suffering from more thyroid imbalances. And... Um, some are diagnosed, some don't even know it's there, that they have an issue. And um, sometimes these issues are, are affecting kids when, when they're really young. So 
Can you share a bit about your story when you were younger and how you think that might have impacted your thyroid health? Sure. Um, I I know this will make some people mad probably, but I do believe that we, I wouldn't necessarily we create our illness, but I think we're co, um, cohorts in whatever condition we get. And for me, I got a condition that affected my throat and eyes. Um, I didn't get reproductive. I didn't get headaches. I didn't get digestive. I got that. So um, we'll get to that later on in the segment, I'm sure. But but when I looked back, when I was going through my journey, when I looked back and said, okay, well, what was going on You know, that would have prompted this? It didn't run in my family, which is sometimes it is hereditary. Um, I remembered I had my aha moment at some point that when I was 15, uh, we were on a family vacation in Florida, and I had stepped on a bug in the forest, and it stung my foot, and everybody said it was just a mosquito bite, but my foot was swollen and whatnot, and my dad ended up in the emergency room because he sprained his ankle playing tennis, and I said, you know what, let me have him look at my foot, and we were in Jacksonville, Florida. I had been partying the night before. I was 15, you know, and out with a cute surfer boys, no doubt, <laughs> um, and they said, okay, you have a stinger in there. We're going to give you a shot in your foot and take it out. And I hadn't slept. I'd been drinking and probably doing drugs. And I was scared of needles, and I was suddenly in this emergency room. And next thing I knew, they were, all these doctors were standing over me going, you just died. You're allergic to xylocaine. And all I could hear was xylophone, 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 which was like an instrument I played in third grade music class. And, but they're standing over me telling me I had just died. And um, I had heard things. I, I was aware of stuff. I heard things, and then it was blank and nothing, and then I saw them all over me. Um, so so you literally people, died. I literally died. I went into anaphylactic shock. My heart stopped, and they IV'd me. I had two IVs going with adrenaline. So I was basically mainlined, you know, mainlined with adrenaline, a.k.a. speed, <laughs> uh, at 15, it was great. I mean, I was like, oh, I'm good to go. Okay, great. I didn't sleep, I think, for three days after that. I was so wound. Didn't think about it. Then, ironically, when I, you know, I'm a child of the 70s, um, you know, teenager in the teenager in the 70s, so we did drugs. And my drug of choice was always things that stimulated me. So I was taxing my system at a young age, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, um, and I had been pumped up with adrenaline at 15. Maybe there's a connection, maybe not. seemed a little bit strange to me that I would end up with a hyper condition. Um, that is interesting. But, yeah, so that, so that was part of it. Part of it also was um, I always kind of, I came from a very non-traditional family. My parents had a company called the Earth Shoes, which... Um, opened when I was 10 and was open for till I was 17, and it was the shoe of the hippies, 1970 to 1977. And it became, you know, the flower children, the, the hippie shoe. The heel was lower than the front, than the toe. Um, and what the store was downstairs from our house, and so in those formative years, I was surrounded by these really cool hippies and who seemed so old you know they were probably like 20 <laughs> they seemed so old <laughs> but they're all the cute guys and the women that my sister and I wanted to be like and and but because of what the shoe was and because of the culture that was surrounding um, the company and, and my family as a result of that 
we were exposed to um, yoga. I started doing yoga from the book Be Here Now when I was probably 15 or 16. Um, we were a family that did transcendental meditation, and when you worked for Earth Shoes, after three months, you got free TM training, and the, all the employees meditated wow. together. They bought us a macrobiotic chef for our uh, Christmas one year. We had it, you know, once a week. So at That's the very cool. age back then, Susan. I was, a, yes. Sorry to interrupt, okay. but we're going to have to take a break, but we're going to pick right. it up right when we get back after two minutes. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. We are talking with Susan Jacobs from Luzon Consulting, and she's passionate about giving things or giving voice to things that matter. And uh, she was just kind of explaining uh, when she was 15 how she literally died. Um, and how she kind of got into how our family... Well, Susan, you pick it up. You were talking about your family. Yeah, so, so my parents had this company, and we were this hippie, hippie-dip company, um, basically, and we were exposed to a lot of alternative modalities that are now very common, but back then, you know, were not as... Um, People weren't Popular. doing yoga on every right. year. Yeah, it was, it, was, they, it was very ahead of the times. So that was part of my life, and that will, that will segue in later on as well. But that's, that, that um, introduced things to my life at a very young age. The other thing that I was remembering um, a little while ago was that when I was, uh, so that when I was 15, I died. When I was, I think it was 18, I had gone to college for my first year, and I had um, a boyfriend that, you know, was the one, and uh, I brought him home, and it was the first time my parents ever vocally told me that they didn't approve of somebody. 
because we were going to live together. He was going to move to New York with his seven-year-old son, and I was, what, 19 or something? And they literally were like, we don't approve of him, which they had never done, and I was traumatized. And um, we, were, I, we were in a store on McDougal Street, and I was trying on a dress. And as I took off the dress, I heard this, and my neck literally, my face literally got stuck facing my right shoulder. I literally, my head got stuck. I couldn't turn my head. My chin was over my right shoulder. And I'd never been to a chiropractor. Um, I was getting shiatsus because I started getting shiatsus when I was 15. Um, And I didn't know what to do. I called my shiatsu person. She's like, you need to go to a chiropractor. Didn't even know where to start there. She sent me to somebody who, it took him a week, literally a week of adjusting my neck to get my face, my head facing forward again. And that started basically many years of sort of chronic neck stuff. I was constantly going to chiropractors um, and having my neck adjusted until my thyroid was balanced, at which time Mm -hmm. I haven't needed that. So, you know, there were a couple of things early on, and if you're adjusting your neck all the time, you're putting your thyroid located right at the base of your throat, basically. So... Did that put wear and tear on my thyroid? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Susan. Um, I'm into chakras. I do energy work, as you know, and as mm-hmm. our listeners know. So there is an ener- energetic connection between speaking your truth and being honest with yourself, which relates to the throat chakra, the energy center in your throat and neck. And then the sacral chakra, which which relates to the seed of emotions, creativity. So would you agree that there's a link between these energy centers? 100%. Yeah. How how would you see that playing out with your experience of healing your your diseases and and balancing your throat chakra? Um, Well, I would say, interestingly, that it took – I stumbled across – Carolyn Miss's book, Anatomy of the Spirit. And I knew of the chakras, chakras, but I didn't really know much about them. And that book just opened my eyes. And that's when I was like, okay, throat, eyes, Graves' disease, you know, hyperthyroid, what am I not saying and seeing in my life? When I got to the fifth chakra section, and it blew my mind because I realized that I was a, um, basically a chronic liar, and it, not necessarily, I mean, to others, yes, but more importantly to myself. And I said, what, do I not, what am I not saying and seeing in my life? And that's, that, that's really what the question was. What am I not saying and seeing in my life? I realized that I was in a marriage that I wasn't happy. I was in a career that I wanted to be out of. Um, and I was a liar. And I just wasn't speaking my truth or living my truth. Um, and that really sucked, <laughs> really sucked to see because once you open your eye a little bit, you can't close it again, you know. So I had to go down that road and it was a really, it was really mucky and yucky. And um, simultaneously, I was using, you know, throughout my teenage years and beyond, I was using sex as a, um, uh, you know, as a means to comfort myself. It was my drug. And to deal with your feelings, let's say? I felt inse- I was insecure. I felt I didn't feel like, I knew I had street smarts, but I never felt intellectually 
Um, I know I'm smart. I knew I was smart, but I didn't feel like I was intellectually smart. And I was always, I wasn't world news, well, you know, worldly. I was worldly from traveling, but not from knowing what was going on in the world and reading newspapers or anything like that. So I was always kind of, um, I was insecure. I was really insecure about my intellectual chops. And ironically also, I, my eyes, like I have big blue eyes and my eyes, I was insecure about a lot of parts of my body, but my eyes were my, my zone of total, like I could work people with my eyes. My eyes were my confidence. And then lo and behold, I end up with this thing that gives me these freaky eyes and glasses with prisms stuck on them. And, and it <laughs> took away the, the tool that I had to, um, I used it to maneuver and to manipulate and to seduce and to flirt through my eyes. Um, but yeah, so for me it was, I wasn't speaking my truth and I went right to sex and, uh, and, and I hid behind it. And I, I was very much, I had a male mentality when it came to sex. It was really about the, the hunt and the, and the conquest. I didn't want to deal with anything beyond that. Cause then I would have had to start being honest. Um, you know, so, so there was definitely that connection. <clears throat> so, you talked about getting into the muck of it um, with healing. So what inspired you and opened you up to, to really being like saying to yourself, Susan, um, you know, it's time to kind of to work on this because that can be very scary, you know, opening yourself up to the muck. <laughs> oh, it's just horrible. Um, I had no choice, though, because I had a serious condition. Um, and interestingly, through all my holistic healing I never, so I have the beeping caller waiter, calling wait, call waiting. Um, I never called it a disease. I always called it a condition. Um, disease felt permanent and disease felt um, scarier than a condition, even though I was, I was scared. But, um, but anyway, I had no choice because the Western options really were not good. Um, I did go to an endocrinologist. My first stop was a nutritionist. Then I went to an endocrinologist, and he said, I'm here to let you know you're not going crazy, and this is what your body's doing. And the, the treatment choices that I had read about were either you have it surgically removed, and your thyroid surgically removed, and you become hypothyroid for life and on medicine, or more commonly practiced was drinking radioactive iodine, and then um, same thing, becoming hypothyroid and uh, on medicine for life neither of which appealed to me. And he said, no, you could take this medicine and you'll feel better. So I said, great, a pill, I'll, draw, I'll, I'll pop it. Um, and he put me on this pill and within a week, I actually started feeling better and was able to see how, you know, you don't know how bad you feel until you start feeling better and then you realize that you were really bad. So yeah. when I started feeling better, I was like, holy crap, how did I function at the level that I was at? My resting heartbeat when I was at my worst was over 100, so I couldn't, I, sleeping was impossible. I could eat a friggin' house and not gain weight. I was emaciated. I was, I felt great. I was very productive because I was, I was wired. You were hyped um, up. Were your cycles normal? My cycles were very light. My cycles were very light, but they were, um, from what I remember, they were pretty normal. Um, they were short and light. Um, but they were more or less 28, 28-ish days. Um, but I took the medicine and I started feeling better and within a week. And 
and I stayed on it. But I also was going working with this nutritionist who had been a registered nurse, so she knew how to read blood and whatnot. And she was a, she did kinesiology testing, and she really put me through a radical detox and you know changing my diet and nutrition and all that stuff. So I was doing that simultaneously, and when I would stop doing the things that I was not supposed to do, I felt better as well. And I could see if I had a cappuccino, I started not feeling good. And when I would cheat and, and then stop the cheat, the bounce back got, was harder. Each time I cheated, the bounce back to being, um, feeling better was harder. So I saw, okay, this is serious. Like I can affect things with yoga, meditation, nutrition, um, but my body's like, okay, don't mess with me. You're telling us that you're going to be nice to it, but then you go backwards, so we're going to remind you each time with a harder slap on the face that you keep doing this, you're going to get really messed up. So, um, Besides cappuccino, are there any other examples that were, you, were you, you know, like if you had some booze, like if you had a few drinks, would that be even worse or... The sugar was bad, alcohol, I'm not a big, I've never been a big drinker. I would have wine and I was, I was doing PR, so I was at receptions all the time. You know, it was hard to give up that glass of wine that you'd have when you walk into a room to network. But then I got really good. I was really like, I went for my club soda with, you know, on, a, on one day it would be with a lemon, on the next day it would be with a lime. If I really wanted to splurge, I'd have a club soda with a lemon and lime, you know. So I got into it. And, and again, because I started feeling better and I saw... I didn't want to feel worse again because the bad was really bad. The bad was unbearable. And I was married and I was working my butt off and I was driving my, everybody around me crazy because I was, I was ramped up. I, you know, I was just amped and amped. Um, but anyway, after a year of being on this medicine and having things somewhat under control, my body rejected it and I had a blood test and I, it was one of those, you get the phone call before you're supposed to get your test results and they said, get off the medicine immediately uh, because my body rejected it and I was one of the small percentage of people that couldn't stay on it for life. It blew out my liver. They thought I had hepatitis C or one of the hepatitises and I had to stop. And the, my doctor, my Western doctor wanted me to have the radiation, and I just kept refusing, and he ultimately fired me as his patient because he said I was putting my life at risk. And um, But I stayed with my holistic healers, everything from homeopaths to constitutional homeopaths to nutritionists, Chinese herbalists, acupuncture, and all sorts of woo-woo, voodoo-y stuff beyond that. Holistic. Um, all holistic. Uh, question before we go to break, and... Uh, did your doctors ever talk to you about your hormones, like the, the relationship between your thyroid and, and your ovaries and, you know, how your body produces hormones? Did they get into that with you? Because no. when your thyroid's off, your hormones are, are out of whack as well a lot no. of times. <coughs> Excuse me. No, they didn't, they didn't talk about that. And I did go through menopause early because my system was so cranked for so long. All right, so when we get back, we'll pick that up. Uh, you're listening to the Home Happy Hour, and we're taking a two-minute break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Our guest today is Susan Jacobs from Blues On Consulting. We are talking about how Susan healed her hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease, how it kind of links to the throat chakra and the sacral chakra kind of link up uh, as far as speaking your truth uh, and the sacral chakra as emotion. So if you're shutting down on on stuff that you're feeling... How difficult is it to kind of speak your truth then? Um, And Susan was just sharing before the break how she kind of opened up herself to really doing a deep dive into the muck of um, what was causing her imbalances and working with different and many holistic different practitioners and different modalities to, to kind of help her realign and reclaim her health. So, Susan, you were mentioning right before the break that uh, you went into early menopause. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. When I start talking about my thyroid um, more than in passing, I start coughing a lot and choking a little bit, <laughs> even though it's all healed. But I guess um, there's residual stuff in there. Um, yeah, I went through... Uh, Menopause when I, I mean, not really, really early, but definitely early when I was, um, forget exactly, but I was, I was done with it before I was 50, like maybe 48, 40, 40, I started around 45, 40, 40, somewhere, somewhere in there, but definitely before 50, I was completely post-menopause, um, and the doctors were like, you know, it's because my system had been so, going so fast for so long. It kind of sped up mm-hmm. everything. Hopefully, but it doesn't seem to speed up my aging because people still never think I'm my age, so I'm happy about that. <clears throat> you do look great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so how did you start 
going through this process, right? It's, it's an awareness. It's kind of going deep and, and kind of connecting to opportunities that maybe a lot of times we want to hide from. But I guess based on your situation, I mean, your heart's pounding. You're having, with those kind of diseases, there's so many physical um, symptoms um, that you kind of experience. So I, I think you were saying you felt like you didn't have a choice, right? You, you felt as though you needed to, to kind of do a deep dive on that. How did you start to speak and own your voice? And in what ways did you notice a difference? Um, part of it was reading. I read Pima Chodron's book, um, When Things Fall Apart, and Anatomy of the Spirit. And those were two really profound books for me. Um, Buddhism is like you volunteer for, you know, why go for a vacation when you can volunteer for a root canal and sit through the discomfort, you know? It's like, so I was like, okay, I got to sit through this discomfort and I just got to lean in. I don't really like that term, but, um, you know, lean into the suck of it all. (laughs) And so I was doing that and I was off medicine. I was diagnosed in 93, 93 or 94. So I was off medicine by 95 this was pre, you know, Facebook, as far as I know. It was, um, the internet wasn't what it is today, so I was very isolated. Um, there weren't a lot of resources. There weren't a tremendous amount of books addressing alternative stuff. So I felt very alone, and I relied on my healers, and I had a, a, a plethora of different healers that I was working with because I was not, now I wasn't on medicine. So without being on medicine, you know, having challenges with my Western doctor who thought I was crazy when I said, if I don't have cappuccino, I feel better. <clears throat> um, you know, I had to be very diligent because every time I slipped, it got worse. Every time I cheated, my symptoms came back worse. And that became clear after a few times that my body, there is a mind-body connection. There is, um, I do have a say in how I feel and how I, and my health. And it's a collaborative process. And um, my body's either going to run on its own, doing whatever it reacts to that I do to it, or we're going to work together and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be nice to you and we're going to be friends and we're going to feel great and be healthy. So I was doing a lot of yoga um, and I was doing a lot of meditating and the nutrition and the acupuncture and the tarot card readings and the astrology readings and on and on and on. And then... um, I decided that I had to leave my career and I had to leave my husband. And <clears throat> wow. Um, and oh, that no, sorry, I didn't leave my career at that point. I, I, uh, yeah, decided to leave my husband. Came home from a trip, business trip. Told him that I wanted a divorce, and the next day I got fired from my job. <laughs> Had I known I was going to be fired from my job. Um, I wouldn't have left my husband at the same time because doing those two things simultaneously was quite challenging. But, but I was fired under contract, so I got a nice you know, golden parachute or whatever they call it um, settlement. I was, I was a VP at Sony Music at the time. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm changing my life, and I'm going to go into a completely different direction. I had always wanted to um, follow the holistic healing path. I was a certified shiatsu tea, uh, massage person. I was a certified Pilates teacher and, um, and I wanted to do, do that kind of stuff to not be in the house. When my ex-husband was moving out, I went to visit. And now that I was unemployed, I went to visit a friend in California 
And she said, let's go to yoga. I said, great. <clears throat> so I met her at a yoga class. I didn't ask any questions of what kind of yoga or anything. And it was a Kundalini yoga class. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't know anything about Kundalini except thinking that it was like some sex thing, which, was t- which is tantric, but I didn't know about Kundalini. But I thought they were all the same thing. And I went into this class, and I was completely out of sorts. I was now getting divorced, and I, you know, my work identity was taken away, and I didn't kind of know who I was. <clears throat> and, um, but I walked into this yoga class in L.A., and I was with an attitude like, I'm a New York yogi, and I, you know, I'm sitting in the front row. And, and uh, it was packed. There, I mean, it was mat to mat. There must have been at least 50 people in this class. And this woman comes out. She's, they have a little stage. And she's all in white, and she's got a turban, and her name was, is Gurmuk, and it was Kundalini Yoga. She had a headphone on, and literally the first words out of her mouth were, so who are we if we take away our work identity? And in that moment, like, everybody else evaporated, and I thought she was talking directly to me, and I figured, oh, my friend told her I'm ego, right? I, I said, oh, my friend told her about my problems, and, <laughs> and it was Kundalini Yoga, and you know, she started talking about identity and all this stuff, and it was like she was talking to me personally. We started this class, and in five minutes, I thought I was going to friggin' die. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, not in the holding warrior one kind of way, but in, you know, you're looking at a mirror that's an inch from your face, and you cannot avoid every blackhead and blemish and, you know, whatever. And... Uh, there was chanting in the class, which I had never really done, and just the Kundalini Yoga opened stuff up, and the chanting opened stuff up in a way and touched a part of me that I felt like I was home. I felt like I had come home, and it was really deep. And so getting back to the connecting to the voice and how I was able to do it, the Kundalini Yoga was a huge part of it for me. Um, I, I stayed in California for a while. I went to a lot of classes with her. Turns out she's like the rock star of Kundalini Yoga. And, uh, and um, this is now about seven years after I was diagnosed, six or seven years after I was diagnosed. So I'm still dealing with thyroid in a big way. And uh, came back to New York. There was a Kundalini Yoga place near my place. And that became, a, that became a part of my life. And I ended up finally walking away from my career uh, in 2002, I ended up back at a record label after September 11th uh, because it didn't make sense to try to start a Pilates massage, whatever, after September 11th. You know, so I, got, I went back to a, a corporate job, which I wasn't happy about, but there was a reason that you know, I had to do it for... Yeah, it would yeah. be crazy not to have done it, right? So, so after, during this time, did you get into chanting? Because chanting is a very helpful way for those out there um, who want to help support their throat chakra. Chanting is a great way to kind of boost it and help open up that energy center. I got into it because I was doing Kundalini yoga, and it was interesting because I can't really hold a tune singing, and um, certainly if I ever thought that I would be chanting in a room with people, I'd be like, you're out of your mind because I sound like Bob Dylan when I sing. Um, I ended up going to... um, a, a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. It was supposed to be Gurmuk teaching, but she had to find a substitute, and it was um, who, the woman who became my teacher and who I went to Ghana, West Africa, to get my Kundalini Yoga teacher training certificate. You know, I did my yoga teacher training over there. It was in Ghana in, 2000, in the beginning of 2005 um, when we were chanting 
and I heard this voice, and I knew everybody that was in in the class, um, and I was like, that's a different voice. Whose voice is that? I knew everybody who was there, and then I realized it was my voice, mm. and the chanting totally changed my voice. My voice had been um, kind of, it was, I've always had sort of like a resonant voice, but it was, it's very different than it was, now, than, it was very different than it is now, and uh, I attribute that to chanting. <clears throat> yeah, and one other really question before, before we go to break, I think that, and maybe Kundalini helped you do this, but I think a lot of times when people talk about the throat chakra, um, the sur- surrendering is a piece of it. So, like, speaking your truth, but surrendering. Like, a lot of times we shut down our feelings and our sacral. We try to control it in our um, <clears throat> solar plexus. We block the feeling in our heart. And then, but, like, the throat allows for surrendering, kind of, to open um, to realizing there's a higher purpose or a higher meaning to whatever tough times we might be going through. Did you did you connect with any sense of surrendering? Well, I had to, I mean, it was all about surrender, whether I liked it or not, you know. I mean, I had to surrender to what my body was doing. I had to surrender to, um, you know, uh, I mean. Learning things control, in a new way, right? Yeah, and trying to control is just, Overall, trying to control things is, A, it's exhausting, and B, it's counterproductive, you know. So, um, and there's actually a posture called surrender pose, which is you're, you're in, like, child's pose, but your arms are extended in front of you, and your, and your fingers are clasped. And there's a story that um, uh, somebody went to their master, and um, he, well, I can't remember exactly, but they, he was told, he was... Um, he had a question for the master, and the master said, go into surrender pose, um, and I'll answer it when you come out of it. You know, I'll tell you when to come out of it. And he left him in the surrender pose for, like, some crazy amount of time. Like, it might have even been, like, a couple of days or something. And, and when he finally, maybe not that long, but when he finally came out of it, the master said, you know, so what was your question? And, and he had all the answers from being in surrender pose, so that he had no questions anymore because in that surrender came the answers. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hello everybody you're listening to the womb happy hour i'm your host lorraine giordano Louie's taking a nap, and Susan Jacobs is with us from Luzon Consulting. And we are talking about using our voice. And Susan's been sharing her healing story of uh, healing hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease and the journey that she, and it was a long journey to uh, creating balance and how she connected to her throat chakra um, in order to kind of help with the healing process. So, Susan, I wanted to ask you, and I experienced this in my own healing journey uh, with saving my womb, saving my uterus from a hysterectomy. Um, when people question your decision to heal yourself as naturally as possible, how did you deal with their reactions? Because a lot of times, like with, you mentioned doctors, your doctor thought you were crazy. Um, my doctor got, you know, this gynecological oncologist he got very mad at me <laughs> even though I you know but deep down I recognized that I heard had a certain sort of amount of information um, about my life about the times I kind of went against uh, what my body was telling me so I thought I had a shot of healing how did you deal with um, other people that might not have agreed with your decision it was hard it was really hard. Um, I didn't know anybody that had hyperthyroid. I didn't have any allies other than my alternative healers. My family was scared. Um, I was scared, frankly. And it did make me question if I found out I had cancer, you know, and know that chemotherapy or Western treatments heal it, would I have the, would I have the guts to stick to my conviction of I could heal it, you know, with something like cancer? And I believed that I would, but... But I don't know, you know, uh, with thyroid, it, I wasn't looking at thyroid like it was life or death, although it is very serious and it's not something to mess around with because, you know, you're taxing your heart, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, I did end up on beta blockers at one point for a couple of years, um, because my heart was just too compromised. And I, I did that when my alternative people were saying, you have to do it. It's too dangerous without this now, um, I wouldn't go to any alternative people that wanted to shut off Western medicine. And, and, and if anybody ever told me not to integrate with Western, I wanted nothing to do with them because I believe there's a place for both. And certainly Western diagnostics, there's nothing that beats that. Um, and uh, so it was hard. I mean, I would come out of my, my endocrinologist's office after sitting waiting t- for my appointment for three hours, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> They have this strange disrespect for people's time. But anyway, um, he was a lovely guy. He was like an old-school doctor that when you were in there, he was really with you, and he spent as much time as you needed with him. But I would come out of there crying, just not knowing what to do and, you know, questioning my own judgment. And, um, oh, maybe I should just surrender to, to Western and just 
get rid of this thing. And, but everybody that I talked to that had gone through the Western treatments never felt normal. They never quite felt like themselves. They never felt right, and they were on medicine for the rest of their lives. So I thought, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to drink radiation and not be able to be around living things for 48 hours because I'm radiating. <laughs> that just was not appealing to me. I did go to a surgeon at one point to look into, um, I decided if I was going to do radical treatment, I would do it as surgery and not as the radiation. Um, but it was even hard to find surgeons that did that surgery because they just don't do it because the radiation is so much easier. Um, mm. So it was, it, was, it was really, really hard, and I had to dig way deep to, um, to, to stick with it. Um, but I can happily say that after all these years, um, I just had another blood test recently that, um, you know, my thyroid is fine. I never... I never had it removed. I did have two surgeries on one of my eyes for the Graves disease. Um, and interestingly, with, with that doctor, he, um, <clears throat> I was doing a homeopathic regimen before and after the surgery. And he saw me popping these pellets, you know, and putting rescue remedy on my palm, my wrists and stuff. And, um, but after the surgery, both surgeries, he had never seen healing the way I healed. He, I didn't have pain. I didn't have swelling. I didn't have bruising. And he wanted to know what I had done. And he knew that I was into alternative stuff. And this guy was really a, an amazing Western doctor because he actually, I, I told him the stuff that I was on. He looked it up. He said, I have patients that want to do alternative stuff, but I don't know what to tell them. Can I have them call you for advice? And he started having patients call me that were looking for alternative way, things to incorporate into their healing process. Um, so I thought that was very forward-thinking of him. That's um, amazing. That's awesome. That. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty Definitely. cool. Definitely. <clears throat> so now, what are some of some practical tips for women or men who might be experiencing a thyroid issue? Any suggestions? Well, one is make find out what you've got. You know, if you have anything... You know, I think everybody should get routine blood checks, you know, once a year or something like that. But um, if you have any symptoms that um, where you're really stressed, where your heart's beating, where you're, you know, you can look up um, thyroid symptoms. If you have any of those, check it out because you do want, you want the information of knowing. Um, if you are diagnosed with hyper, I can't, I can't speak of hypo because that, that wasn't my baby. But um, certainly for hyper... I would say, um, you know, there's some great Facebook groups for support. Um, uh, Don't be afraid to um, trust in your own intuition and your body's healing abilities and really get honest with yourself about how you're living your life. If you're in alignment, if you're in alignment with yourself, if you're in alignment with others, if you're in alignment with your career, and uh, meditate. <laughs> Definitely. And don't meditate. be afraid. Hmm? I was going to say, don't be afraid to go into the muck of it. <laughs> don't be afraid to go into the muck of it. I mean, it just is so, it, it, I'm still guilty of it. And, and it's just so silly how we humans are. You know, life is very precious. And there's nothing better than living, speaking, and owning your truth. And 
our voice, I believe everybody's voice matters and that we all just want to be heard in some way and acknowledged and we all deserve to be heard. And yet we hide and we're always in shoulda, coulda, compare and despair, would'ves. And, and it's just life, is, life and time goes way too fast and it's not a given, it's a gift. And, um, and there's no time to waste. So it, it's the simplest thing to just, it seems the simplest thing to do, but it's, it's the hardest thing to do because we've complicated everything so much. But, you know, just step into your own and, and be you. Do, do you. <laughs> um, and you'll lose people along the way, but then if that's the case, then they weren't the right people for you to have in your life. I lost some people along the way, and, you know, I was sad for a minute, but I, I want to be around people that are in alignment with with my principles and my philosophies and they don't have to all be like me, but that will respect my decisions and not um, be abusive, you know, if they don't think I'm doing the right thing. So, well, thank you so much, Susan. We're going to have to wrap it up, but um, it's amazing to hear your story and your wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you. For uh, being on the Womb Happy Hour. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, for listeners out there, you can connect with Susan. Her website is Beluzon Consulting. If you want to email Susan, you can reach her at Susan at BluesOnConsulting.com. And you could like her on Facebook at Susan Jacobs. You can follow her on Twitter at Susan J. Wrights. And you can find her on LinkedIn at Susan Jacobs 7. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Thank you for listening, everybody. On next week's show, we'll be having Jen Lewis from Beauty and Blood, the Menstrala artist. She was supposed to be on the show a couple of months ago. She wasn't able to join, but she'll be with us next week. And remember to take some time to focus and send a little love and light down to your womb area. Speak to you next week. you for joining us for the womb happy hour be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host lorraine giordano next wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have an excellent week again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericahealth.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.